This is Man Afraid of Everything. I'm 34 years old, and I'm afraid of taking a Caribbean cruise. Welcome to part one of the series. Each episode comes in two sections. In the first half, I worry about everything that could happen. In the second half, I tell you about all the things that happened when I did the thing I was afraid of. I don't know if you know this or not, but the ocean is huge and deep, with an average depth of 12,144 feet. To put that into perspective, I'm 5 foot 10. I could drown head to toe over 2,000 times. Sounds like a great place to take a vacation. I went on an Alaskan cruise in 2013 with family, but I didn't have to do anything. I just said yes and showed up. This time, my girlfriend and I wanted a simple, stress-free vacation with no planning. So a Caribbean cruise sounded perfect. Lodging, activities, entertainment, and food. All included. Plus, you get a boat ride, and there are so many bathrooms to discover. It sounded great. But this time, we had to do all the planning. Which cruise? What boat? Which cruise line? What room? Balcony? Man overboard! Interior? I'm stuck in the sinking ship. Which ports? Which excursions? What flights? What to wear? How many shoes to bring? Sunscreen? Bring it with or buy it there. We needed help. So my girlfriend found a travel agent who suggested four cruises. The most tempting were on Royal Caribbean's largest ships with ice skating rinks and zip lines. But they were too expensive. And what if the zipline breaks and someone falls on me? I countered with a cruise on Holland America's Eurodam. Holland America is known for its traditional cruises and relaxing atmosphere. The travel agent said she didn't suggest it because their clientele is a lot older than we are. But that's okay, because we're kind of boring. The other affordable cruise we liked was through Princess Cruises, and they both set sail out of Fort Lauderdale. So which one should we do? The livelier princess cruise with three days at sea, or the more relaxing Holland America that's only two days at sea? What about ports? Princess went to a private island in the Bahamas, St. Thomas, and St. Martin. Holland America went to Key West, Grand Cayman, Jamaica, and a private island in the Bahamas. We spent an entire Saturday and half the day on Sunday reading reviews, watching videos of the ships, and making lists. Meanwhile, the price of flights and lodging was climbing. Which excursions are the best? Turtle Farm? Stingray City? Can I handle snorkeling? Anything in Jamaica? The Key West Trolley? Or the Conk Train? What's a conk? My girlfriend's friend had been on the Holland America cruise and thought it was great and the private island was so worth it. We had to do it, so we booked Holland America. The only thing left to worry about for our simple stress-free vacation with no planning was everything. Flight, lodging, packing, taxis, fanny packs? It was a last-minute trip, so the tickets were non-refundable. I started to worry. I could get norovirus. I could fall off the back of the boat and drown. At least in Alaska, if I fell off the boat, there were icebergs all over the place. The only thing I can climb on in the Caribbean is nothing. Or sharks. What about the weather? Isn't November still hurricane season? It might be too stormy to make it into all the ports. Should we book a flight? Not yet. First I need to find a safari hat. And I need a waterproof pouch for my phone so we can take pictures. 
I also wanted something to put my money and passport in. What's the term for something like that? Fanny pack? Backpack. I kept searching. Money belt! It's like a super discreet fanny pack that lays flat against your stomach. Perfect. The beauty is, nobody can pickpocket you. They don't even know it's there unless you hug them. Which color? What brand? How stretchy? Did my girlfriend want one too? She didn't. I bought a brown one. It was finally time to book a flight and a room. Hold on. I need to go to the library first and check out some of Hemingway's books in case we tour his house in Key West. I also checked out some travel guides and joined the cruise critic forums so I could read everything about our boat and itinerary. When we finally went to book a flight, the prices were astronomical. It didn't make sense. The cruise was super cheap. Why was everything so expensive? I hopped on the forums and found out that the annual Fort Lauderdale International Boat and Yacht Show was going on that weekend. One of the largest collections of wealth in the world. And then us. Great. I booked a flight for a ton of money, and the next day I found it for cheaper, so I canceled and rebooked for $200 less. My credit card sent me a fraud alert email. No, no, it's okay. That was me making reservations, changing my mind, canceling it, and rebooking. I do that a lot. Next, we needed to find a hotel room for Saturday night. Every hotel had raised their rates. People in the forums booked eight months in advance and still overpaid. I tried to find a room with good reviews on TripAdvisor. I was reading, and suddenly a pop-up blocked the reviews and told me I had to enter my email to read the rest. I got angry. Angry because the cruise was cheap, but the flight was expensive, and the room was going to be overpriced too. So I entered in the email, fuckaduck at gmail.com, and forgot about it. After continuing to read reviews and searching other websites, I finally found a reasonably priced motel and went back to TripAdvisor to make reservations through getaroom.com. After I booked the room, I read the confirmation page. Thank you for booking on TripAdvisor. Your reservation is confirmed. We sent a confirmation email to fuckaduck at gmail.com. What? The email to confirmation? To the email I put in the pop-up? I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. Whoever owns fuckaduck at gmail.com is going to have my name, my address, my credit card, and they know I'll be in Fort Lauderdale on that date. It was after midnight by the time I called getaroom.com. Uh, so I just called and I booked a room through you guys, but there was a pop-up on TripAdvisor and uh, I put in a fake email just just to get through it and now my reservation was sent to that fake email and i'm worried that they could cancel my reservation she looked into it and said they probably wouldn't do that but she made a note on the account in case someone tried to cancel the reservation after i hung up i decided i couldn't worry any longer and canceled the reservation myself and then my girlfriend rebooked we found out later that that email address doesn't exist We'd finally booked our thought-free cruise, lodging, and travel, and we were all packed. I went on a Caribbean cruise, but did things go as planned? The flight to Fort Lauderdale was uneventful, 
After picking up our luggage, we walked toward the exit, and a man asked if we needed a taxi. I mumbled no, as we walked past, because I knew he wasn't with a taxi company. Taxis can't ask you for a ride. While I was congratulating myself for being so wise, we bumped into another guy as we were leaving. He asked where we needed to go. I told him the name of the motel, and he said, I'll take you there. As we exited, I headed to the left where the taxi stand was, but instead, my girlfriend and him went to the right. I thought, that's the wrong way. I lagged behind trying to figure out what to say, but by then he'd already put my girlfriend's luggage in the back of his van. I reluctantly got in the van, and it didn't have a meter, or a taxi sign, or pretty much anything. I buckled up, my entire body clenched with tension. I saved a note on my phone in case someone found our bodies later. This was not smart. What's he gonna charge? We just got in some dude's van. We weren't in a taxi or an Uber. It was just some guy driving his van around, picking up tourists. He could drive us to his buddy's place and rob us. We could be murdered. I wasn't even gonna have a chance to drown in the ocean. When we finally arrived at the motel, he turned toward me and said with a smile, Fifty dollars. Plus tip. I pulled out fifty-four dollars. A four-dollar tip sounded fine for being overcharged by at least twenty bucks. I was afraid to give it to him, so I gave the cash to my girlfriend so she could give it to him. I'm a terrible coward. He was annoyed by the tip. Whatever, dude. We just paid you fifty-four dollars to kidnap us. I still shake my head just thinking about it. We checked in at the motel, and it took me a good hour to calm down. We ate lunch, had a fun night at the beach, and bought our supplies. I tried to buy Metamucil. I wanted to be regular before the Stingray excursion. But I didn't have a spoon, and when we went to buy some, they only came in a pack of 50. I only needed one spoon, not 50 spoons, so I wouldn't buy them. And then later, when we bought soup for dinner at the grocery store, we didn't have any spoons to eat with. Have you ever tried to eat a hearty soup with your hands? We have. It doesn't work. The next morning, we called for a real taxi and checked in at the cruise port. Before boarding the vessel, we had to go up an escalator, and an employee yelled at everyone to keep a hand free to hold the railing. Finally, someone who's just as worried as I am. While I was doing research on the cruise critic forums, I found a guy who was going to be on our boat. I used all of his questions as research. What to do here? Where to book? What to eat? What to try? It was all super useful. While we were waiting to get our picture taken before boarding, I told my girlfriend, I wonder if I'll see that guy from the forums. And there he was, in the expedited line with his girlfriend. After the photographer took our portrait, we followed the guy from the forums down the hallway, up the gangway, and onto the boat. The entire time, my girlfriend kept whispering, Say something to him. Say hi. But I refused. They looked busy. We saw them throughout the trip, and I never worked up the nerve to talk to them. When we got to our room, there was a note on the bed. All I remember reading was... Due to recent norovirus outbreaks, hold on, I asked for the bleach wipes. Because yes, we brought bleach wipes. We wiped 
everything down. Door handles, closet handles, drawers, the phone, shower fixtures, the clothesline that went across the shower, and we even sanitized the soap dispensers. I didn't touch my face for a week. I've never washed my hands or used that much hand sanitizer in my life. On that first day, we did the muster drill and toured the ship. The one and only thing I was worried about on this trip was that we had open dining, which meant you were seated in the dining room with different people every night. I figured we'd show up and be seated with another couple or something. On the very first night, we were seated with eight other people. The dining room felt a lot shakier than the Alaskan cruise, and I worried about getting sick. The people were friendly, but could sense I was uncomfortable. One woman asked if I was going to go dancing later, and I said, No. And then she said, No, you don't look like you like to dance. So I asked, What does it look like I like to do? She said, You don't want to know. It took two and a half hours to finish that meal. After dinner, we saw a blues show and got a good night's sleep. The next morning, we were docked in Key West. Should I bring my hat? Do we need our passports? Should I wear my Hawaiian shirt this early on the trip? I did. It was a good choice. We took a trolley into Key West and hopped on the conch train tour. The city was lively and fun. And then we visited Hemingway's house. Good thing I read his books. And we toured Harry S. Truman's little white house. The next day, we were at sea. And we walked around the ship, hung out at the pool, and ate lunch. That evening, we went to Martini Madness. Four dollar martinis! We don't really drink. I didn't know what to get. I didn't even know what a martini was. I said, I'd like a martini. The bartender asked, what kind? I said, oh, uh, I don't know. He gave me a menu. I looked it over and tried to order a pina colada. That's not a martini. Oh, uh... How about a Manhattan? That's strong. Oh, ah, uh, that's okay. I sipped my stiff drink. I ended up taking a nap for an hour in the room afterward. That night, at dinner, we were seated with just two other couples. A couple from Wisconsin, and a couple from Germany. I made conversation as best I could. The trip was actually going really well and I was looking forward to being done with the wild stingray encounter the following morning. I'd finally decided on a dessert and ordered, when the room grew a little quieter. Someone asked, did the engines cut out? All of the waiters ran to the back of the ship and peered out the windows into the darkness, like they were searching for something. Thanks for listening to Season 2, Episode 2. There may not be another one. Man Afraid of Everything is me, Jed. You can find more episodes at getafraid.com. Music by FF Lowbeats. Special thanks to all who previewed and gave me feedback. So what should I do next? Visit getafraid.com and let me know. And maybe I'll do it.